Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, buddy. Oh, no, wait. That's not how we start. Okay. Rewind. Pretend. Audience, pretend that I didn't do that. Pretend I didn't do that. Okay. We're starting this song. Um, Because oh. uh, I don't talk shit about Drew on, you the, on internet. the internet. Never said anything bad. Zoom recordings are always so hard because I, I was on time at the beginning and then I obviously wasn't. And up I paused so you could catch up, but then up by the me. time it caught up, it was blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fucked up, so it's sorry fine. about that, everyone. It's fine, and I, I figured we should sing Billie Eilish's Happier Than Ever, because we're never going to top Kelly Clarkson's version of it, so it doesn't matter so if true. it's horrific. So we might as well just start at the bottom. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that was pretty, that was a pretty iconic version. True. And the fact that she just straight up was like, yeah, I am going to release a studio version of this. King shit. It's iconic. It is iconic. For context, Kelly Clarkson on her talk show has a segment called Kellyoke, which is iconic (laughs) in and of itself. (laughs) So true. I think Um, my favorite thing about it is that she's the host of the talk show and she straight up was like, but I'm going to sing too. (laughs) Literally. It's pretty iconic. Um, I mean, it gives her an edge over all the other talk show hosts. So true. So true. Um, Yeah. And like a few months ago, she did a cover of Billie Eilish's Happier Than Ever and um, Mm. everyone was obsessed with it. So she thought, I know, I'll release a mini album of covers (laughs) that I've performed on the show and it will be beautiful. And she was right. And it was. I think it has literally like four songs on the album, but <coughs> forgive Maddie for dying. Yeah, I think we'll get yeah, into like that. four to six, maybe. And but this one was definitely the most iconic. I'm not gonna lie; I didn't listen to the others. I think they weren't released yet. But this is the only one that was explicit. Yeah. And honestly, go Kelly. Yeah, and also because we're in Australia, we don't we're not able to um, see the YouTube videos all the time, aren't we? Wow. No, a bunch of talk show That's... clips and like SNL and all that. We can never see the clips because we're not in the right region. Anyway, that Maddie. That doesn't seem fair. Life's not fair. Welcome to What the Fuck is Happening in the Podcast. <laughs> Welcome. A really uplifting Hi. way to start. Truly, truly. Well, it went from Kelly is a queen to, oh my God, Australia sucks. In like two seconds flat. And both are true. A natural progression, obviously. A natural progression. <laughs> um, uh, how are you? Yeah, yeah, good. Mm. I did have a brief stint this week of genuinely thinking I was dying, but like, aside from that, I'm good. <laughs> exactly, that's rough. How are um, you? I it's been a rough couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah, it has. Uh, no, for context, Maddie, if you remember, had COVID two, yes. three months ago. Not even. It was Not literally even. about six weeks ago. This week, she caught the flu, or what I we did. think is the flu, or a cold, and she was real yes. bad. 
Um, it was very, I genuinely, on Thursday night, I was laying in bed and I had a really fucking sore tummy because I low-key had a lot of painkillers because I was so yeah. sick from the flu. Um, but I didn't have enough food and so I had a really sore tummy. Anyway, I was laying in bed about 10 p.m. at night and mum was laying with me because I was like, mum, I, I need you to lay with me. And I was like, mum, I think I'm dying. And she was like, I'm are married. you actually dying? And I was like, I think I'm really dying. And she was like, should we go to the hospital? And I was like, okay, well, I'm not that kind of dying, but like, I, I am dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. me with a stub toe. Um, oh, literally. Yeah, look, sometimes you just need a mum cuddle. That's all. Okay. Oh, truly. We were, we were laying on the lounge watching Stranger Things. And I was like crying because I was so tired. And in so much pain. And I was like, mommy, can I just like, can I cuddle you? And she was like, you want to cuddle me? I was like, yes, please. <laughs> she was like, okay. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah. So Maddie's been having a real cup, rough couple months with the sicknesses mm, uh, and the plagues and such. Um, mm. And then I, I had the flu last week, also, actually. Yes, had a bad plague. And I, literally, as I was just getting better, like, out of it, Maddie started to get mm. sick. Yeah. So that was interesting. Yeah, I got it from I you, even though I didn't you virtually. see you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, the elephant in the room this week is that we haven't recorded in two weeks. No. And I don't Despite think we've the fact recorded. that some good shit went down last week. A lot of good shit went down, but I was feeling like shit last weekend. I'm not going to lie. But anyway, um, yeah, so the elephant in the room is we haven't recorded in two weeks. And I don't think mm. we recorded for two weeks before last week's, last time's episode either. Oop. So I'm committed. I apologize, and I'm committed to um getting back on schedule. Well, I absolutely am forcing you this week to watch Jurassic World and Top Gun. I'm like fucking. I'm keen to see both of those movies, and so we're gonna do that this week, and then we're gonna review them this coming weekend. In my opinion, that's what's happening. And and just I do I have to? I don't want to see either of those. Are you serious? I mean, yes, I told you this. I know you don't really want to see Top Gun. I'm that's fair. I won't force you to see that, but I'm going to see it. I mean, I'm you really don't want to even want to watch Jurassic World. Top Gun. You don't want to see that shit show. Mm. Wait, seriously? (sighs) Well, Top Gun has phenomenal reviews and is meant to be like one of the greatest movies of all time. Top Gun Two, the original Top Gun, by the way, has bad reviews. Do you know? I actually watched it this week while I was uh, having being sick. Fully Maybe that was decaying. before when I was having some time off. Oh, it was because fucking that's when Jack had his seizure in the middle of Top Gun. I was like oh one, God. I was having a day off and I was like, I'm going to watch so many movies today. Fucking halfway through the first goddamn movie I was watching, Jack got sick and I had to take him to the vet. Like this little shit face. Anyway, sorry. That <laughs> Jack's, was a that's her dog, by the way. One of her oh, dogs. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's a little bit evil, but in the most loving way possible. He is, he is, and he also just, he just cannot help himself. He just eats everything, and I mean literally everything, like name an inanimate object, and Jack has eaten it at some point. Oh, I love. Anyway, and so he clearly ate something over the weekend, and then he had a seizure, and I had to take him to the vet. But it wasn't that serious. It sounds more serious than it is. Anyway. I was watching Top Gun yes. and I was like, this movie isn't as good as I remember it being. It's kind of stupid. <laughs> Interesting. 
mostly because it was kind of just this like really big long character piece but the characters kind of weren't that interesting and then I was like I actually think this movie might be a romance movie it's like dressed up in an action plot but of course they didn't pull the romance off very well and funnily enough despite the fact that the power balance was she was the one who was like his teacher it still felt like he was the one who was like manipulating her and I that's like a unique the love interest is Jennifer Connelly right uh no 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 I don't think so Tori Jennifer Connelly age Jennifer Connelly uh no I don't think so oh my god have I been thinking Top Gun is a different movie for my entire life. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, she's in the se- she's in the second one. Um, so it's Jennifer Connelly. No, but not the fir- the fir- in the first lady. Um, the first Penny? lady is Kelly McGillis. Oh. Uh, Kelly. Anyway, and she's like a teacher at the academy that he's at. Kelly Mc. Is that the actor's name? She- yeah, the actress. Yeah. She's not. She's not in the second one. Oh, Top Gun, nineteen eighty-six. Kelly McGillis. She's sixty-four. Is she really? And Tom Cruise is fifty-nine. Interesting. So the age difference isn't even a thing that would make the power imbalance be weird. Do you think it's just because yeah. Tom Cruise is kind of secretly like a lizard man alien? So it's like uncomfortable uh, I vibes? Mean, I think it could be that, but I actually think it was 1986 and they thought that it was sexy to have men coerce women into going on dates with them. <laughs> you know what? That brings it back to the movie Moonshot that we're going to review this week. Yeah. Which is basically the plot of the movie starring Lana Condor and Cole Sprouse, so... Bro, that movie was fucked up. <laughs> it was a lot. We'll get to that, though. Um, no, I'm really intrigued by Top Gun that the original could be considered... I feel like it's only considered a classic because it was, like, a technical showpiece. Mm, I would agree with that. Of effects and shit. Yeah. And then in this one, it seems like they've, I don't even know, made a, yeah, a character study kind of thing, uh, which I'm intrigued yeah. by. But it also stars Miles Teller, who I'm, who gives me the ick. Same. He gives me the ick too. For some, well, I actually think it's because of Fantastic Four, personally. That's why I don't really oh, like interesting. him. Oh, interesting. It's <laughs> like he's never been able to redeem himself since then in my eyes. Iconic. Um, but everyone's like been fawning over him on TikTok since this I movie know. came out, and I'm like, it's, does do people's opinion do people's opinions change because of this movie? Because I'm intrigued. I'm interested to have my opinion changed. I don't see how it could, but I mean, I guess he's going to be really hot. Then he's given anyway. me a since like Divergent, though. I don't know why. I can't explain so it. Fair. So fair. I feel like mm. there's there's many instances of him being mean to cast and crew on set interesting like thinking is hot shit but anyway <clears throat> that's beside the point um well look so yes. i am i'm forcing you to watch one of those movies with me this week i don't care which one whichever one you want to see most we will go and see together and that's what we will review next week oh i guess we can see them separately 
I mean, I would, I, 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 I will watch both with you at some point, whenever you want. I just, I'm not saying I want to, but I will. <laughs> Talking about women coercing men into doing things they don't want to do. Okay. <laughs> a gender reversal. <laughs> Can I get a Maddie's Amen. problematic? <laughs> We've been you. We've be been there. <laughs> um. Speaking of being since problematic, when are the, since when are the corners on the Zoom boxes curved? Maybe this was in the latest update. Yeah, I was complaining to Maddie before we started that Zoom, I feel like, sends out a new update every fucking day and you're always updating. Genuinely. Anyway. Um, so, it's yes, so I'm true. intrigued by Top Gun because this one's getting such phenomenal reviews and I'm curious as to whether or not nostalgia has given yeah. people a different opinion Yeah. on what the original actually was. Have you seen the I don't original? think I'm articulating that well. I haven't. Oh, interesting. See, do you know what happens in it at all? No. He Honestly, there's, it's like bare minimum plot. There's like, <laughs> the, yeah. So he get the he and his friend Goose get sent. Um, because I'm just like I'm mostly just thinking out loud about why people liked it so much. So he well, and his friend Goose get basically sent to um this flight academy called Top Gun. Where they're like the best of the best, um, in for the their... military. Well, yes, but specifically for the flying people, the air force, um, <laughs> they get sent to learn right. how to do a specific type of flying dogfighting because that's not really what they do anymore. Anyway, and then there's kind of like, I think it's the Russians. I mean, I would assume because it's 1986, but the Russians are kind of in. Come it on, Stranger a Things vibes. Come on, 2022 <laughs> right? vibes. <laughs> um, but only like really vaguely it's like right at the beginning they kind of have a bit of a fight against a couple of Russian potentially planes I don't think they actually say and they do a little bit at the end too but mostly it's about them being in this flight academy he falls in love with his teacher but right towards the end spoiler for you Nicholas but probably not for everyone else on the planet because it's 40 years old does Goose die? Um, yeah Goose dies Why? Um, in an accident in a training accident Um, their plane basically malfunctions and crashes and as they go to eject from the plane he goes hits his head on the canopy and he dies anyway but it's like it's really tragic um that sounds like a like, melodrama literally and so the whole like final third of the film is tom cruise like dealing with all of his like guilt around that and trying to get back into flying so it, it truly so is they just like i don't know why people two-thirds of the way through well the russians aren't like they're they're like honestly out of the one hour and 30 minute or 40 minute runtime, the Russians only take up like 10 minutes. Most of the the plot is him learning how to do this dog fighting thing and kind of like right. stop being so arrogant and cocky because he thinks he's the best, but he's actually not the best. They state multiple times in the film that he's not the best there at the Academy. So <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's really wild. Fuck. <laughs> it's really wild. And it truly is. Like I don't fucking have no idea why people are like, oh my God, this is the greatest action movie. It's like, it's... This is not an action movie. Fascinating. Yeah, because I asked yeah. my parents why why uh, they love it so much or loved it so much. I don't know when the last time they watched it was, um, but they always say it's a great movie. Uh, and they both said that it's just like the technical stuff and the um, audio design, like the sound. 
the surround sound interesting. is really, really good. They never uh. actually say anything about the movie itself. So, I don't know. Interesting. I mean, the anyway. technical stuff is quite impressive. It's, there's, yeah. It's, there's a lot of, um, yeah. No, it is quite impressive. Mm. Yeah, but. no, I'm intrigued by why this movie is being so well received. Mm. Critically, yes. financially, and all that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Same. So, I'm intrigued by that, which is why I'll see it. And then Jurassic World 3, I... Oh, it looks so bad. I've not been quiet about how much I hated the second Jurassic World movie. <laughs> I mean, who has? It was atrocious. <laughs> the first half hour of that movie was quite good, of them rescuing dinosaurs. Island. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And then it completely, for the rest of the movie, the other two hours of runtime, switched Stupid. plots to a haunted house movie, but instead of ghosts, it's dinosaurs. Yeah. Stalking a little girl who's actually a clone the whole time. Yeah. I, I still just... do not give a shit about that little girl. And I, like, I think it just no. takes a special kind of movie to make me actively feel very passive about a child character. Because children are usually yeah. so cute. Yeah. No, you're totally right. They have to actively <laughs> be doing something bad. Yeah. They have to actively yeah. be making us dislike the child character. Yeah, unlikable. For us to yeah. not like empathize with them or sympathize exactly. for them or whatever. Um, I know. Right at the end, she yeah, reve- right. reveals that she's a clone and whatever. And you're like, oh. And she's like upset okay. about it. And you're like, yeah. okay, cool. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, the most relatable bit is that she has like an existential crisis about being a clone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, okay, queen, that I can relate to. Existential crises, Legit. check. Um, and that she loves Bryce Dallas, Bryce Dallas Howard. And then I'm, I'm also like, yeah, I, I'd also run to her. I don't remember that, but I agree. Um, Fair. No, this movie is also a fucking wild one. The third one in that uh, it's gotten horrific critical reviews. It's like the worst scored out of all the Jurassic Park movies. Stop. Is it really? Even it's like 30% considering... on Rotten Tomatoes. No fucking way. That's so fucking funny because the third Jurassic Park movie, I genuinely think is one of the worst movies made of all time. <laughs> I saw a clip on Twitter today. <laughs> That was a transition editing moment in Jurassic Park 3. That was just wild. And I'll try and find it now. But anyway, the reason this movie confuses me is because it's got like 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's been badly received. But then the audience score is like A- minus levels of quality. Like the audiences okay. are generally enjoying it. I um, mean, I'm not surprised. That, oh, that probably just means it's a really stupid movie. But, like, just fun. Yeah. Fun and stupid. Um, and then I found it. Uh, okay. It's doing pretty well financially as well. So I'm like, mm. I don't know. I'm intrigued by it. But apparently it's just stupid and not good, which doesn't surprise me after the second Jurassic World. Which, by the way, I really enjoyed the first Jurassic World. Yeah, same. I feel like. How did that do yes, critically? Uh, pretty well. The best out of the trilogy. Mm. But like, was far. it actually received well or? I think so. It made just a well compared well to well, the others. So. Yeah. Because I quite liked that one. Like I recognized that it was stupid. I was probably like, it obviously wasn't as well put together as the original Jurassic Park movie, but I thought it was personally better than. Oh, I mean, it was a carbon copy of the original Jurassic Park, but that's kind of why it worked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I see. I thought it was better than um, the second Jurassic and third Jurassic Park movies. 
So like the way I would rank them is Jurassic Park 1, Jurassic World, Jurassic Park 2, Jurassic Park 3, Jurassic World 2. <laughs> Personally. <Yes. laughs> I would agree but, with that. I'd agree with that. I, mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just wonder like whether or not people, critics specifically, are expecting this movie to be like a masterpiece in storytelling, which is yeah. why they're disappointed. Or if it's just going to be fun and stupid, in which case I'm cool with fun and stupid, you know? As long as it's not like stupid, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like moonshot. <laughs> See, I feel like I, I, I think... I think typically critics acknowledge when a movie is stupid but entertaining. Mm. Whereas this one, I feel like they're kind of just saying it's not good. Meaning mm. boring bad, not fun bad. Interesting. That would be really disappointing. And it probably, I mean, again, considering we're talking about nostalgia and stuff with Top Gun, with all the original characters coming back for this movie, it's probably why audiences are so forgiving of it. It's because they're like, oh my God, original characters. Anyway, yeah. I can't believe we've just talked about those things for like 15 minutes and we haven't even seen them yet. I know. <laughs> Imagine us talking for 20 minutes about movies we haven't even seen. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, makes sense for us. Um, I don't literally. Know. Can you hear this? Yes. Okay. I can. Um, I don't know how to do this then. Okay, for audio listeners, I'm sorry you're not going to get to witness this. That's just a you problem. But wait, I'll do this. What? Wait, what is this from again? Oh, the I can't see it. Yes, I can. Did you get that? I don't get it. I don't get it. It's a I transition mean, scene it. in Jurassic Park. So look, the Jurassic Park yeah. 3. Yeah. <clears throat> and people were dying and about it, it on Twitter because it's just so badly done and it's so dumb and stupid for a movie that's meant to be serious. For audio <laughs> listeners, it's a clip of a woman on a beach seeing something horrific and screaming. And that scream transition in transitions into a shot of Jeff Goldblum yawning with the screen playing over the top and he's got a tropical island vibes in the background and then he walks away and he's actually just in front of a tropical island poster in a subway station and everyone was mm. like, this is so stupid, why? I mean, yes, but iconic. And I agree. Um, <laughs> my See, my, my one memory about Jurassic World 3, uh, Park 3, sorry, is... Um, I actually am pretty sure that's from the second one. Okay, well, the second one, the whatever. Third one. The third one brings back um, Alan Grant, doesn't it? It does. The second one. My memory of the second one that I have is... Is the second one the one that's just Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. I think it's that one. <coughs> um, is I watched it for the first time ever on Cartoon Network when I was a kid. <laughs> and they had to edit out the words shit and stuff. Iconic. So I remember that they edited it really badly and there was like a scene where Jeff Goldblum sees a dinosaur and it's like a a, uh, a zoomy shot into his face and he's like, oh shit. No. But Cartoon Network cut it off as, oh shit. Iconic. And then that was it. So that's my one memory Love about that. the movie. That's iconic. Hmm. 
Anyway, let's move on to actual <laughs> entertainment news. Okay. <laughs> okay, a lot top, a lot topped, a lot. Happy Pride Month, a lot topped. Um, b- 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 this topic. So much has happened today. To be honest. Well, okay, well let's start with that because this topic that we're going to talk about is Liam Payne. And last time, Ugh. last episode, we talked about him, and the day we published it, we. So we talked about his him cheating on his yeah uh, fiance whatever, uh, and his fans accidentally outing him to her uh, yes. as a cheater. So that was the last thing we talked about on the last episode. And then the day we posted the episode, he did mm. this interview podcast on Logan Paul's podcast Absolutely of all places, unhinged, and made the entire internet hate him. Mm. Rightfully so. Yes. Yeah, it was a wild, wild podcast in which he made some very outrageous claims. <laughs> well, do you remember them? Because I have notes. Uh, well, you go through the notes because I can only remember the two. But I'm sure there's like so the the most uh, important uh, bits that they talked about. I've tried to take note of. Okay, uh, and that is Liam Payne. Made multiple comments about Zayn, and he called Zayn a dick. Yes. And tried to... He didn't even insinuate. He basically said that it was his up... Zayn's upbringing is why he's a dick. Yeah. Which I feel like is uncalled for. It's interesting. Because if it's something Zayn hasn't talked about publicly... I feel like it's kind of a dick move to yeah. talk about such personal aspects of someone's lives without their permission to the yeah. public. I don't know. And that seemed to be the general sure. consensus. But did you, you're, you're the One Direction stand from 2012. Did you ever fans... 2012? Try 2010 till now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, started in. Um, now I'm a One Day fan. Um did you did you in the fandom did the fandom ever have an inkling that Zayn and Liam disliked each other? Definitely not. But I would also say that I feel like I saw a TikTok about this obviously when all this kind of went down and I feel like it really encapsulates the problem really well is that the fandom was so focused on making all of the five of them feel and seem and be equal. Um, right. So it was like, it was like a really big thing in the fandom to be like, you have to like all of, like you can have your fave, but you like all of them equally. All yeah. of them contribute equally to the band. Um, you know, none of them are like better than the others. Interesting. Um, and so I think that that probably, I mean, the context of the TikTok I saw was talking about how that uh, for some of them has kind of it probably uplifted them whereas in others it liam is it kind of gave them like an inflated sense of their actual abilities interesting okay yeah yeah next the next things that i took note of was liam claimed that um he's the reason one direction exists because uh simon cowell formed the band around him uh which and that he was the front man he was the center of the band uh, Mm. is what liam said um so they're kind of two separate claims, and I think the easiest claim to debunk 
is that obviously Liam Payne was not the front man, the centre of the band. It was clearly Harry Styles and still is. Well, I, I see, this is really funny because I disagree a little bit with that because I, I actually do think, like if we're talking about the actual proper inception of the band. No, we're I not. Do... We're talking about the claim that he was the front man of the band, meaning he was the number one member, the best member, I mean, the centre member see, that revolved around. No, but see, I think that I actually do think that, like, originally at the inception, Simon Cowell was like, yes, Liam is the one. He's the one who I think is, uh, um, like, the most ready to be famous. And then you within about that, four yeah. weeks of X Factor starting, they were like, oh, this is not true. But I don't think anyone told Liam that. And so I think for some reason in his head, he's continued on to not fucking realise that everyone changed and was like no harry is the front man he's the one that everyone likes he's the most charismatic and liam yeah that's what i'm saying though for some reason just continued to think that because at one point simon said yes you're going to be the one we make the band around that that continued to be the truth when it wasn't yeah no that's that's what i'm saying is i i believe like you said originally uh the band was built around liam because apparently he had like a thing with simon cowell where they yeah were like bros and shit. Um, mm. I think he'd been on the show before. I think when he was younger, I understand. Oh, okay, there you go. Um, and the um, but the claim that he remained the front man, oh, and yeah. the number one member, is yeah. what I had an issue with because it was clearly not him. No, it, it very clearly wasn't. And again, literally by the time they finished X Factor, it clearly wasn't. Like, it's not like it got two years in and they did a pivot. It was like fucking four weeks in, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty iconic. Um, interesting. So, yes, uh, mm. they were wild claims. Um, the next one was honestly quite funny. It was that um, Liam insisted that his first solo song... <sighs> outsold the others i which is so See, fucking and funny to me there's actually two layers to this because what he said was a billion streams and it outsold everyone and it's like firstly you didn't get a billion streams and secondly it didn't outsell everyone so there's like two fucking lies there like who's yeah. telling you this shit like what Literally, do you not check like... yourself like who has told you yeah you got a billion streams? like that's fucking different from a million you know like that's not something you can get confused in your head so who yeah. has told him a billion streams yeah literally what? I, I <laughs> do not know Ugh. but it made me giggle um and they fans and shit were like posting all over social media the actual stats um yeah, it's very funny and according to chart data the One Direction member solo entries on the Billboard 200 were number one and number one. Blah, 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 blah. This is an actual streaming numbers. So streaming numbers, okay. it was actually Harry mm. and then Zayn. And mm-hmm. then I think Liam on that one song, Strip That Down or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, But album-wise on the charts, yeah. which is what really <laughs> cracks me up, is that... Zane's first album, that went number one on the Billboard 200 album chart. Mm-hmm. Harry's first album did. Uh, Harry's second album did. Niall's first album went number one on yes. the album 200. Uh, Niall's second album went number four. Louis went number nine. Uh, Zane's second album went number 61. 
And Liam Payne's first album, solo album called LP1, debuted at 111. <laughs> Didn't even crack the top 100 when his other bandmates wouldn't crack in the first number one, you know? <laughs> I don't know. It just it cracks me up that he thought he was doing well, something. I think that the most, like, again, genuinely obscene thing about what he's saying is not even that it's a lie, because it is a lie and we all can fucking easily tell. But yeah. it's that he wouldn't say that, because why would anyone say that if they didn't genuinely believe it? Yeah. So, like, is that, did he not know that his album only went to 111? Yeah. Did he not know that everyone else's album went to yeah. fucking top 10? Like, I don't... I, I feel don't, like... Like, I genuinely don't get it. Yeah, no, you're right. It's one of two options. It's either his team tells him that he's number one, no matter what. Yeah. Or he refuses to hear anything else about any of his other ex-bandmates. Meaning, uh, even if his team told him he debuted at number 111, he doesn't know where everyone else debuted and doesn't care. Yeah. You know? But then, uh, yeah, and then why would he go on and make claims about how he was better than everyone? It just, oh, I genuinely don't fucking Insane. get it. Like, it, it it blows my mind. It blows mm. my mind. Wow. Yes. And then so the, the last two claims oh, yes. that he made, I feel like, of the most dramatic claims he made, I should say, I feel like probably go hand in hand, but that's hearsay. I don't actually know that. Um <laughs> So he, he claimed that a member of One Direction threw him against a wall uh, and pinned him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Against it. And, uh, <laughs> and then he... the actual clip, you have to go look at the clip because the clip's fucking funny as hell. Uh, Liam Payne's talking on the Logan Paul podcast. Uh, and he says, mm. one of one of my bandmates threw me up against a wall and pinned me to it with his arm. <laughs> and in his, like, fancy, privileged little, uh, like... Accent accent british accent he goes and i told that man if you don't take your hands off me you're not gonna have them anymore you'll never use them again or something you'll never use them again and (laughs) when i tell you everyone on video on that podcast was like "Ooh," i was like what that wasn't intimidating that wasn't scary that wasn't manly what was that well I think the thing about it is, is that when someone just out of the blue makes these claims about somebody else's aggression Mm. and then they like build themselves up as like matching that aggression, it's like, but we don't, that's not manly because you've just fucking made up some random story and we don't believe you. It's like if, if for some reason we'd heard in the past that two bandmates had had a fight and you know one of them whatever came out victorious and then Liam is like yeah that was me and somebody else and I said this and this is what happened then I'd be like yeah. oh wow wow that's kind of cool but yeah. he's just straight up yeah. made up this fucking story about yeah. how he's so aggressive and manly it's like what uh, what and has quippy one liners like a superhero right right it's like this is not a fucking tv show man what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> yeah i mean why ugh. I think it's just the fact that he he said that thinking he would sound so tough and shit. Literally. Shows how big his ego is. Because no self-respecting person would be like, I'm going to tell this story about 
an almost punch up I had with one yeah. of my friends. Uh, yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna use this quippy one liner that I may or may not have yeah. said, and everyone's gonna think yeah. it's cool. Right. Right. And it's so, fucking anyway. as if he said it anyway, to be honest. I agree. As if he um, said it. <laughs> the... Who do you reckon it was? Because the amount of speculation well, about who the other person was, like I genuinely have no idea who it could have been. That's why I'm saying these this next point goes hand in hand with the like, up against a wall thing. Oh, okay. And honestly, there's something sexual about being pinned against a wall. That's hot. Um, he also, Liam, he, Liam, also claims that Louis and him hated each other. Hold on, sorry. Can you just give me one second? I can. I'll just keep talking. Um, yeah, please do. Yeah, no, he, he claims that Liam, uh, that he, Liam, and Louis hated each other with like a burning passion the entire time they were in the band together because Liam claims that he was the shy, quiet, goody two-shoes, never got into trouble, never partied boy. And Louis was the wild card, always partying, doing all of the substances, uh, like getting all the chicks, going out partying, going crazy. And that because their two um, personalities were so opposite, they hated each other and were always fighting. Yep. Which is a wild thing to say publicly. It is a wild thing to um, say publicly. And that's why I'm saying I think there's a possibility that those that that and the pinned against the wall thing could be arm in arm yeah i mean that's Even true that's a complete i have no evidence to back this up but i feel like him hating a band member and him saying that just after claiming that um someone threw him up against a wall i feel like a correlation could be could be seen you know that 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 does actually make complete sense and i did see a video <laughs> resurface of it was Liam and Zayn no. fighting on stage. Um, really? And obviously at the time everyone thought it was like play fighting and then the the, the commentary about it at the moment is, was this a real fight? Oh. Uh, so, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, so that maybe. entire thing was wild. I don't know why he felt the need. Me either. All... So the thing that's happened Well, today... no, of course. The thing I'm 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 like confused about is the fact that he. It seems as though the five bandmates all made a pact to not say anything disparaging about each other in public, or not talk about each other's lives, in public, uh, and then Liam just threw all that away. Um, well, it's really it's really true. I mean, considering like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because even if they didn't it's like there's a fucking reason that no one knows what actually went down mm. in those five years there's a reason why no one has spoken about it um mm. and so why would he be so disrespectful yeah and and yeah i don't know man i don't know and there's a difference between like you know we kind of get snippets from the other other boys of being like, you know, it, it wasn't <laughs> as kind of um, as enjoyable as it all kind of seemed to be in terms of like the the restrictions yeah. that they had placed on them by their management and stuff. And like yeah. that's one thing. And they've all they all haven't, you know, they've generally been kind of like tight lipped about it. And that's one thing. But to actively like be out here and slandering the other people in the band is a bit like, well, what are you what are you doing? What are you? Yeah. Why would you? 
why would you do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, that, that's just like uh, putting aside the fact that it's unprofessional. Mm-hmm. It's just fucking mean, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, I totally agree. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway. And I, uh, and I think especially because none of the other band members have gone into a depth like this mm. instance, uh, yeah. it very much sh- came across as attention-seeking, clout-chasing kind yeah, of thing. being petty, yeah. He just did. wanted to be in the headlines again. Um, yeah. And I don't know if that was his intention. I have to imagine so, but... Um, it came across that may no matter what, and and yeah. So what what you keep telling me that something's happened just today, in this whole saga? Can you enlighten me? <laughs> Actually, Zane uh, posted on Instagram a snippet of a video of him singing this like extremely iconic high note from one of the One Direction songs, um, just like in a room with all of his like awards in the background. No caption, nothing. That was that was it. It's really fucking funny. I can play it for you if you want, but it's yeah, it's literally just. I'll show you. Okay. Uh, That's literally all it is. Big um, Um, Frozen 2 vibes. (laughs) Well, it's just, it's like got a blue (laughs) filter over it too. It's very funny. Oh, that too. Um, But it's just, it's like, I mean, everyone has immediately run back to TikTok to kind of talk about it and be like, not Zane pulling out the most pulling iconic out. note, right, of One Direction's career in front of all of his awards, <laughs> being like, sorry, what? You outsold all the members of the band? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So people think it's him saying, it's his, like, here's the proof, here's the receipts that I outsold, and yeah. here's, my, here's me showcasing the actual pure talent I have. Literally. And I also think it's quite funny because Zane, like, he left first, obviously, uh, in what was that fucking, my God, that's like seven years ago now. I think like 2014, 2015. 2015 it was, March 25th, 2015, I would know. Can I tell you exactly how I found out about that? Sure. Please do. I was at, do you know Miranda Sings, the YouTuber? Yes. Colleen Ballinger, Miranda Sings, the character she plays? Mm Mm-hmm. I was at a Miranda Sings comedy show mm-hmm. in Brisbane at the Powerhouse, actually, where we went the other week, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> because it was that time when YouTubers were the shit. I think I went, I went and saw like uh, the Tyler Oakley show, the Miranda Sings show, like a couple others. Anyway, during the show, Miranda Sings slash Colleen Ballinger had a segment where she pretended she had this big, basically, um giant cardboard faces of all the members of One Direction like stuck together and this was Miranda Sings audition to join the band and she cut a hole in another piece of cardboard and stuck her face through it and that was like the love that sketch I guess um but in this one particular one (laughs) she was doing it and Zane's face head was on the end and it fell off (laughs) and she was like gagged because today of all days is the day when Zane announced Iconic. he was leaving the group and it's the same night that my cardboard cutout of one direction fails broke <laughs> and snapped off saying um and it was kind of iconic but also that's how i found out wow there you, go. On YouTube. there you go that's pretty iconic mm. um yeah that was a traumatic day 
Do you know, it was actually, we, I went and saw their stadium tour that year. It was only about two weeks before he left. So we were one of the last people to see all five of them perform together. I know it was fucking Interesting. Was Did he wild. stop in the middle of like a tour? Yeah. Yeah. Literally. They had like shows that weekend and he was like, no, I'm not doing them. I quit. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. It was really, really wild. Wild. Um, and then Did the boys, they, with the band broke up. Yeah, they went ahead with all of them. They just rearranged all the parts and um, they all sang Zane's parts. Um, That's so wild. It was it was wild. I and the it was band, in between albums. Uh, no. Um, well, her... No. Oh, in between tours, I, I should mean, say. I mean, it was, but... Sorry, what? In between tours, I should say, not albums. No, it was mid-tour. It was mid-fucking... Wow. It was actually right at the beginning of the tour. It was really wild. And then was the next album with the four of them the last one? Yes, it was. Yeah, because the band broke up only like eight months later, at the end of 2015. Wasn't so. the band's... Wasn't the last album with all five of them called Four? Because it was their fourth yeah. album? That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> yeah, which had been... It actually had, it had just kind of been released a couple of months before all this happened, and that's... They were doing a tour... It was a For mix of the third yeah, and yeah. fourth album. Yeah. Here in Australia, it was a mix of the third and fourth because they hadn't done a tour for the third album. Right. So it was like a weird. And then, yeah, as they were trying to transitioning into it being a tour for the fourth one, he fucked off. Anyway, um, fuck, what was I saying? Yeah. So, so he left at the beginning of 2015 and he like doesn't mm. talk about it at all. Like I genuinely don't remember a time where he's ever really referenced the fact that he was in One Direction. So the fact that he just like fully straight up was like, yeah, I'll sing part of the song is like yeah. also just kind of revolutionary in and of itself. Like Harry talks about all the time. He, we went and saw his concert. Yeah. He performed like three songs of theirs. Mm. Whereas Zane just like pretend it doesn't exist. So yeah, that's wild. Wild, truly wild. So like, with context, it's very obvious that he's saying something without saying something. Yeah, pretty much. Gotcha. Gotcha. Pretty much. Pretty much. Interesting. Mm. Um, speaking of songs, speaking did of you songs? see that Taylor Swift released um, an alternate version of All Too Well 10-minute version today? No. Which was, um, well... <coughs> what she released the version from the music video the short film so it kind of like it has a different what? ending it has a different fade out and it has a really long break in the middle a long instrumental in the middle it's wild why i don't know does it have the audio of the music video in it no it doesn't like where they have the fight it just goes into a really long instrumental and then at the end you know how in the 10 minute version she kind of she does that fade about where she's just basically sings just between us, I mm -hmm. remember, mm -hmm. like for two minutes. Yeah. It goes back to one of the other verses and um, redoes that verse and fades out wild. with that. I know, it is really wild. <laughs> have to listen. Oh my God, imagine me having news that you didn't know about. Know, that's really interesting, isn't it? <laughs> Truly. Um, the other piece of news that I have for today. If I just you have more? go straight into that. I know, I know. I have so many. And this one is like wild. I don't really know what to say about it other than just, just to bring it up because it's wild. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you might not, but you might know. Recently, at some point, I don't know, Chris <laughs> Evans did that interview where he was like 
talking to a reporter on a red carpet and the, uh, they were talking about him having a moustache or a beard and he, he did like – he said to the reporter, "Like, go on, tell me or something." It was really hot, and like, yeah, really, it was. It was in cute. this like Boston accent. It was like two days ago at the premiere. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Right. Um. Anyway, and so TikTok has generally been losing their minds over it because that's really sexy. It well, is. Lizzo <laughs> did. Did you see Lizzo's video? I saw a TikTok that she did. Oh, why can't I remember yeah. it? And she, the wildest. So the. It's wild that she... Sorry, I've opened TikTok. It's wild that she even did a video of her reacting to... Yeah, I was going to say, was it a stitch? Yeah. Well, it was like her twerking over the footage. But she wrote this little ditty and she fucking used an ableist slur in it. It was wild. It was absolutely wild. She might have deleted it by now. No, it's a song. She? she just released it's... a new song off her new album called Girls. And it's got the ableist slur in it. Truly wild, though. Well, then there you go. Oh, yeah, it is. It's from her. Wild. Yeah. I read down the comments and all of it was like, that's a slur. Take the slur out. Like, truly, generally, very yeah. insane. Do you want to watch the video? Yeah. it's kind of funny. I've definitely seen it, but I can't remember it. Yeah, I've seen this. You have a text. Truly wild. Absolutely, completely wild. Yeah, there's a lot of layers to that. Um, the layers that I'm going to mention are that she's thirsting over Chris Evans publicly again. Iconic, relatable, all that. But she just oh. announced she has a boyfriend the other day by doing a red carpet with him. <laughs> Iconic. So that's pretty iconic. Um, and the other thing is, yeah, I don't know how that got through. Uh, all layers of production and I know, uh, right? Music, high executives and shit before being released, and them not noticing that there's an ableist slur in it. I know. But I will Truly say, wild. apparently, in America. It's very much not so offensive. That's also wild. <laughs> yeah, in America, I don't think it's been used in the same context as it has in like Australia and the UK and stuff. Um, I think it's very much... Yeah, but having said that, I think the fact that she's a worldwide artist and... Uh, distributors around the world and sh still no one picked up on the fact that that was in there i don't know i think that's still very much oh. a very bad oversight and um i can't oh, yeah. imagine she won't re-release it before the album comes out um, she must be going to like that's I like i i mean i hadn't heard anything about this song before literally seeing that video um i didn't even know it was one of her songs i thought she just like wrote a little a mm. snippet for as a reaction to that Chris Evans thing <laughs> but like again there's like 70,000 comments and basically all of them are like what the fuck so yeah yeah, yeah. no it's wild that in 2022 oh, stuff like that can still slip past right all of the release uh uh what's right? the word? approvals that's the word I'm looking yeah. for yeah 
And like, I get sometimes not knowing that a slur is a slur. Like, I, 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 I get not being across like every single different type of, uh, yeah, offensive yeah, yeah. word. But like, that's a pretty, that's a pretty commonly like common and obvious one that's been like yeah. actively been trying to be corrected for a really long time. Yeah. Weird. No, I agree. I I think um it's one of those cases where there was no ill intention. Yeah. But it needs to be rectified anyway, you know? Yes. Yes. Mm. Whack. And I'm only laughing because it's just like genuinely just so wild to me. No, I agree. It's just wild, yeah. She's not like a a a, a, a male rapper whose whose thing is to be like aggressive with all the stuff. She's not Eminem, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so this exactly. is very left field for yeah, something for sure. coming from her. For sure. Mm. Wow. Anyway, that's all I've got. So what are yeah, your things? No, that was, I have the same thing written down. Um, not, not about the TikTok, though. I'm glad you brought in Chris Evans being hot because I'm. it's always a topic so I want to talk about. Um, really? I have a pitch to make you. Okay. And you're going to say no. Mm-hmm. But... During the week, not this week, last week, I was writing down the fact that the Percy Jackson show has started to film. Has it really? How exciting. It started filming. They, like, rounded out a lot of the cast. Um, Honestly, quite an iconic cast. Um, Megan Mullale is playing Mrs. Dobbs, the... um, Iconic. Teacher slash... Fury. Harpy. Harpy? Harpy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. she's playing her, and that's an actress that I absolutely adore. Some iconic cast members. Um, And I was thinking, and I was like, I really want to reread the books. Mm. Should we start a Percy Jackson book club where we, once a month, do one book a month, and then talk about it on the podcast each month, and we get people to read along with us online? And then I was I'm like, in. what if we did a movie and TV adaptation book podcast. Book club podcast. <laughs> where we read, we look at all the movies and shows releasing in the year and we pick out 12 and like you have to read one book a month and then talk about it before the movie comes out. I mean, I'm not opposed. I feel like that's a genius idea. One a month. I could swing one a month. Right. I'm in. Should we do that as a completely separate podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Iconic. Maybe we'll do it as like a special episode every uh, once a month. We could do that too. I um, mean, that would probably I'm very make into more this sense. Idea, but... Mostly because I just really want to reread. Um, Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson. And I saw that the um, the movie where the crawdads sing. Is coming out, mm. which is based on like an insanely popular book, mm. and Taylor Swift has a new song in it and stuff. Um, so I'm intrigued by that. Same. And aside on that, that's my entire pitch: is that we should start a book club. <laughs> Bring back <laughs> okay. book clubs. Who says I'm, they're only for middle-aged women in the mid two thousands? I'm down. I love the idea of a book club, but cute, hey? Yeah. I don't know if I'll vibe no, with it because I don't do, do very well with being told what to do. 
And so being told what book to read will only make me not want to read it. <laughs> You're insane. If you have a deadline, you will. Um, well, yeah, maybe, will. maybe. Um, I'm being held accountable to you, daddy, so... Also, well, I was going to say, imagine you saying you don't be like being told what to do. As if okay, I don't I like know being... exactly what you're into. <laughs> I like being told what to do in specific circumstances. And those mm-hmm. circumstances are sex, in case anyone didn't get up on the implication there. <laughs> no, it was way too subtle. Yeah, That's yeah. what we're known for on this podcast is being subtle. <laughs> Every other situation, if someone tells me what to do, I'm like, well, clearly I'm not going to do that now. <laughs> To be this honest, and that's actually what I do during sex as well. It's called what? being a brat. Oh. <laughs> Go off, queen. She said, I'm going to come on this podcast and educate the people. Exactly. Um, Kink education. That's my jam. Okay, I have a few more topics we can talk about relatively quickly. I already know mm-hmm. that one of them is going to be a rant, so I'll probably... Okay. Love that. I'll try and do the others first. One okay. is that Todd Phillips, director of Joker the Joker, Mm -hmm. Joker, I think it's just called Joker, has finished a script and has officially been greenlit a sequel to Joker called Joker, Folie à deux, meaning craziness rubbing off on another person. I don't vibe with that. Meaning people are assuming that the Joker 2 is going to be about the romance between Joker and Harley Quinn. Um, and I'm just not sure I'm either. ready for another social social discourse about how uh, people glorifying their relationship and saying it's relationship goals and shit, and then the yeah. other half of the population saying, but that they're literally it's literal abusive, whatever. Um, Todd Phillips, please change your mind. Don't make this movie. Just let it be. Pick another yeah, villain. Just... Do something else. I don't give a fuck. You just did don't good. make more Joker movies. Please, for the love of God, don't make more Joker movies. We just don't need them. Yeah. So that's one piece of Another Joker movie about. will be my villain origin story. T. <laughs> and that's on... That's on... Period. Mm. I was trying to think of something to do with the Joker, but I don't even remember the movie. It was so... I really didn't enjoy it. I thought it was more harmful than anything. Yeah, I agree. Let's not backtrack. Anyway. Yeah, right? Ugh. God. Um... <laughs> Have you seen the new Netflix show? No. That's just come out on Friday. It's basically been trending on Twitter every day for the past two weeks leading up to release. Um, it's called First Kill. Mm. And um, it's about, it's an eight episode series about college Monster age. Hunters, right? Vampire, vampire hunters. And vampire hunter lovers. Relationship. Yeah. To lesbian ladies, right? To lesbian ladies. Um, Which is iconic. It is iconic. And very much the representation we need. But I just wanted to point it out. um, Because I'm obsessed with the fact that the the queer community was so excited for it. That it's literally been trending every day. (laughs) For the past two weeks before it was released. And like, that's what Pride Month's all really all about, you know? (laughs) <laughs> it's also pretty funny that they released it in pride month like <laughs> netflix were really like if we've got to do this let's get as much out of it as we can <laughs> yeah 
tea. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to watch it. I think the episodes are pretty long though, which doesn't excite me. But um, oh. eight episodes, I feel like it's manageable. I watched the I'm trailer and it, it looks stupid. But like Riverdale stupid, you know? Oh no, I don't agree with that. I think it looks Vampire Diary stupid. You know, uh, I never like saw Vampire Diaries. Cheesy, so. but not so ridiculous it's bad. Oh, really? And oh, frankly, okay. I'm well, here I hope for cheesy queer romance, you know? If it's not actually bad, tell me, and then I'll watch it. Okay. Because I feel like it is in your alley. Um, vampire, Vampire Hunter love story, iconic. Um, mm-hmm. Very so much true. Camilla, the book Camilla vibes. And the web series. Do you remember the web series, Camilla? No. Oh, it was massive on Tumblr and everything for like three years from I think like 2013 to 15 or 16. I don't know. If you haven't watched it, it's worth a, it's worth a watch. It's like three to five minute episodes on YouTube called Camilla. Very gay. Very iconic. Um, that's all. 10 out of 10. Lesbian vampires. What's not to love? Black. Yeah. Uh, okay, what was the next one? You're a Paddington stan. Did you see that Paddington did a special podcast episode with the Queen? <laughs> I did, in fact, but not because I'm a Paddington stan. <laughs> you are a Paddington stan. I, I mean, I watched it once, and I did dub it the greatest movie of all time, but I haven't watched it since then. <laughs> Exactly. That makes you a Paddington stand, okay? Um, the yeah, for the for context, the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. She acted mm. in a sketch with um, Paddington. Yes, and it was she very, did. it was very cute. Did you see it? It was pretty cute. Yeah, I'm the last person to like praise the royal family and the monarchy mm. and shit, but like, it was very cute. <laughs> it was, it was pretty cute. It was, it was pretty cute. Yeah, it was cute. I oh, I have so many questions. I genuinely am like, oh, okay, no, wait, this is not a, a royalty podcast. I, I was really going to go down the rabbit hole then about the monarchy and when is the queen going to abdicate, but... Should we start <laughs> a, a royalty podcast called Royalty? <laughs> Will you probably, educate me on them? I feel like that's probably already a thing. It almost certainly is, but yeah, you know, there's no new ideas. Everything's already been done before. <laughs> So true, so true. Uh, All right, what's the next so one? I just wanted to mention that to you because you're a Paddington stan, uh, <laughs> and that's not up for debate. <laughs> um, have you been watching anything else recently? I finished Sherlock, and I'm currently re-watching Stranger Things with my family, but that's it. Oh, yeah, what are you up to in Stranger Things? Oh, we've just started season three. I think we're, we've watched three episodes now. Nice. I think, yeah, we're powering through. Nice. Mum and dad are about to go to Tasmania in three days, so I've got to try and get through as much as possible until then because I was like, once you guys go, I'm going on without yeah. you. <laughs> well, the final two episodes of season four come out July 1st. Yeah. See, I'm So you guys should make a goal of... to be caught up by then. Yeah, I agree. I Yeah, and I feel like it's kind of ideal that we're re-watching it and it's taking so long because now I'm not going to have to wait <laughs> a month or whatever. To see yeah, no, totally. The end. Um, yeah. we're, we're, me and my family are up to, um, we're three episodes into season four, the new season. So we finished Sickle. our rewatch and very much enjoyed it. 
I, in the three-year break between seasons three and four, Mm. I somehow forgot how much love I have for this show. Yeah. And re-watching it, like, reignited something in me, and I'm obsessed again, and I'm down the rabbit holes with all the theories, and I love it, and I think it's it's just such a fucking great show. Um, yeah. But the only reason that I was able to binge watch the seasons, seasons one to three again so quickly is because, for the third time, by the way, I rewatch all the seasons before a new season comes out. Um, but it's because Mum and I were the only two at home for, like, a week, and um, we binge-watched... <laughs> The first two seasons in that week. That's iconic. Um, and then, yeah. So that's the only reason that I was able to watch so many episodes so quickly, because that's very much not like me. Um, no, it's not. But I am happy to report of the three episodes of season three I've watched, two of them were an hour 20 long. Oof. Um, and you can't feel it. You don't feel it. It's they've They've done very well. There's no oh, slow good. moments. I the pacing is very very good. So I mean, I, I didn't feel... really doubt that because the show is very good. I just generally don't like having to watch. I doubt it. Episode. Oh, I don't know. The show is really good. It is really good. But past. even good shows, when they stretch out content, get boring. That's true. That's true. I didn't have. Funnily enough, I didn't have doubt, which is uh, like in how good it would kind of be. Interesting. I just didn't want to watch it. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't mind yeah. a long episode. I just don't want fucking nine of them, you know? Yeah, fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the new season, three episodes in, I'm very much enjoying it. Um, and the episode lengths aren't the problem that I thought they were going to be. So I'm Black. at peace. I think the thing that's particularly impressive about this show is two things, but it's kind of the same things because they're both they're mm-hmm. about the character, is that, A, it balances an ensemble cast, I think, almost better than any other, like, movie yeah. or TV show I've ever seen in terms yeah. of the, like, give really equal screen time and dedication to every single different, like, group, and then they bring them together so well and always at the right time. I agree. Um, and I was in my head comparing it to Game of Thrones and stuff the entire yeah. rewatch. Um, and I think what they do really well is that they spend enough time in the scripts, like in the pre-production process, they spend enough time um, ensuring that each group's separate story yeah. is of the same weight. Yes. Yeah. It's really true. So they all feel important. You don't get disappointed when it switches to another storyline yeah. because you're invested in them all. Whereas I think things like Game of Thrones, where yeah. they have such an ensemble cast and they're splitting the stories, it was often... Some things ugh, are more interesting than others. Now yeah. I have to watch this storyline again for five yeah. minutes of this episode or whatever. Yeah. Um, yes. Especially when there's like... and The fans hated one storyline so much that they just completely omitted Bran from the entirety of season five. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you have to omit storylines from an entire season because the fans don't like it... Yeah. Or, a not, not that they don't like it, that they're bored with it, then yeah. you're not balancing it properly, you know? You're not giving the same yeah. weight to all of the storylines. Um, For sure. 
And Stranger Things definitely does. Remember when they completely erased Bran from all of season five and then made him the king in the final episode? <laughs> I do remember that. And do you know what? It still makes me really fucking angry. So How did they think that was a good idea? Like, we're not going to go into it, but how did they think that was a good idea to say the character that the fans disliked so much that we had to get rid of him for an entire season is the one we're going to make the ruler? Like, what? I mean, I have so many theories, but again, we could go into a special episode about it. I think I already have the answer, and I think the answer is that they wanted to have a surprising person on the throne. Uh, yeah, and they yep. d- they decided on shock value over actual good writing, and I think yeah, that sure. that's the entire thing. That's anyway, one hundred percent the same. You're um, right. Yeah, but so the second part of why I think this show is so amazing is that the characters again are really well written individually. Like each yeah. one is such is so organic. Mm-hmm. And even when they're not likable, they're still likable. Like I've been really surprised watching back over season two and three about how angry I am at Hopper all the time because of how like, how badly he treats Elle as a dad. He's like, he's a fucking terrible dad. He is. Um, I know. I was thinking the same thing. But still, I'm like, oh, it's so cute that they found yeah. each other. Like, I, how yeah. does someone, how and do they make not like someone love. and love someone at the same time? It's fucking impressive. I think, I truly think that they fucking hit the gold mine with this cast. I think this yeah, cast is so charming and likable that it doesn't matter. Yeah, so true. Or that when the characters do bad things, it's still forgivable. Mm. Because yeah, for sure. Cast. Same for with sure. um, in season three with the Joyce and Hopper storyline of them, like subplot storyline of them being maybe into each other kind of thing the whole yeah. season. Um, I forgot that happened. Rewatching so season three. To... I was like, yeah. Hopper's kind of straight up mean to Joyce the entire season. Is he? Oh, he hasn't been mean to her yet. So. And then it's when they first, when they pick up the Russian and go to Murray and all that. But anyway, oh, right. um, He's kind of a dick to her the whole season. And then at the end, uh, they give all these loving glances and stuff. But I still was super into it because they're so charming. They're like, he's so charming and all this stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so you're very right. The characters. Yeah. yeah. And I just fucking, I would jump in front of a train for Steve Harrington. Like I just, Two. I have, I like, I mean, I love characters a lot but I like I'm so invested in that dude like I don't know I think it's just this whole like they took us from him being this kind of mean bad dude and gave him such a believable 180 that you just can't help but be like oh my god this guy is the cutest you know yeah it's wild I love Steve I I would I would die for him I would too in season one I think they balanced it so well between yeah being the popular low-key bully and having redeeming features. Yes, that's really like he true. did he always admit one... when he was. He always went to apologize if he did do something shitty and all that. And um, and I he think wa- they yeah, contrasted and he also it well. Wasn't... I think they contrasted it well by making his two best friends truly, truly horrible mean. Yes, this is what I was going to say. Is that even though Steve yeah. was kind of like passive and watching a lot of the bad stuff, he wasn't actually the one doing a lot of the bad stuff. Which so it's is more forgivable. Genius writing is really fucking yeah, great is. writing. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. But even like Billy, um, I, <laughs> I really don't like Billy at all. Um, and even so, like even when we got to the 
was the end of season two and then we saw that it was his dad that was abusive towards him which is why he had mm. all that anger that he would take out on Max even with that you kind of go oh now I feel kind of bad for him and I'm like yeah. I have to tell myself to be like no you can't feel bad for him he's a piece of shit there's no excuse for him taking this out on Max just because they like gave me so mm. much empathy yeah I, don't know. I he's the one character where it was tough for me to feel for him Especially, he's basically tortured all of season three. Um, yeah, he is by the mind flayer, and and I there were even moments, there were moments where I did like I felt genuinely bad for him. Um, so you're right. Even if in season two, I don't think they made him re- not redeemable. No. Uh, empathetic, maybe? And, yeah, because I was going to say, it wasn't even that he was likeable. It was just that you had this moment of likeable empathy, of being like, yeah. oh, this fucking yeah. sucks, bro. And I think in season three, they successfully made us feel, feel for him. Um, yeah. I haven't yet. I'm not going to lie. Interesting. But... interesting. Mm. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Are we wrapping up yet? Oh. Yeah, we'll do a quick review of... Um, Oh, right. Fuck. The movie movie. Moonshot. Uh, Where do I have it? This movie was wild. It was wild from start to finish. I got half an hour in and texted Nick and was like, I don't want to keep watching this. It's a train wreck. (laughs) Okay, look. My review of Moonshot is... Is it a subpar movie? Yes. Yes. Did I find it charming and actually enjoy watching it? Also, yes. Um, Which I, I feel like... go for me. You're going to hate me for that. <laughs> well, see, I think it's so interesting because, I mean, obviously we've got one of my favourite tropes of all time, fake relationship. And, and, and um, enemies to lovers. Well, so true. So true. Um... And I gave it a lot of thought during this movie because I was like, this is like every, this is, this is a fanfic come to life. Why don't I yeah. like this so much? And I honestly, I think it's because fanfic tropes just don't translate very well into non-fanfic environments. It's either that or that people just don't do it very well. Um, I, <laughs> but no, I would, I would say that they probably don't translate well to um, film and TV and mm. I think that is because in written form, we're able to see inside the heads. We're able to understand yeah. the thought process between, That's so y- true. you know, if we understood why, and like Cole Sprouse's character, if we understood why and how desperate he was and the desperation he felt yeah. uh, and all this, we would maybe uh, be okay with him sneaking yeah. onto this rocket and forcing yeah. Lana Condor's character Basically manipulating her into yeah. helping him with his plan, which yep. in film, because we don't see his thought process or her thought process, it's like kind of problematic. Um, <laughs> it was pretty overwhelming. But in, in fanfic <laughs> or book form, I think it works. Yeah, mm. I don't know. That's fair. That's really fair. And I think so like an actor has to be a really, it has to be a really strong actor to be able to get across all of those thought processes. And I'm not saying that Cole Sprouse yeah. isn't a strong actor, but he wasn't given an environment in which he could be <laughs> a strong yeah. actor, I would probably suggest. So yeah, yeah. no, I agree. Um, yeah. 
for context, this movie is, I guess, a romantic sci-fi comedy that is set in the near future where Mm. Mars has been colonized by a billionaire who is not so subtly modeled after Elon Musk. Yeah, and um, they really they did a lot of fucking jerking off to how amazing they thought this billionaire dude was. This is true. But basically, um, Lana Condor's character has a boyfriend who is already on Mars with a sciencey job, uh, and they have a long distance relationship. And she's just being convinced to spend the money and and fly to Mars to be with him in Which, person. Which, by the way was a million dollars and she just was like yeah i have the money as soon as that happened i was like no we did not and as soon as that happened i was like are we supposed to relate to her right (laughs) i don't i have never not related to someone more in my entire life (laughs) yeah um and then cole sprouse's character uh over one night basically has this little fling with a girl who um is leaving the next day to move to Mars mm-hmm. for a job uh, and they really hit it off and they exchange numbers and shit and they kind of have this I guess cyber long distance fling relationship yes. kind of thing I think for mm. literally a month wasn't it yeah basically he knew her for one night and then after a month of occasionally talking to each other on the phone he decided he wanted to go to Mars to be with her um, yes. So he snuck onto this rocket ship that Lana Condor's character had already bought a ticket for, and she was on. He snuck on, forced her to to follow along with his plot, fake dating, all this. Um, chaos ensues. Well, it was kind of her idea, but like because she only did it because she got really freaked out that they would be able to connect the two of them and that she would get blamed for him being on there. So still, kind of like yeah. yeah. But all that aside, um. <laughs> I think, for me, the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie were the weak points, and I enjoyed all of the middle part. So I enjoyed all of the bonding and all of the relationship and chemistry building. But the beginning, I felt like they were trying to do too much with all of the world building and... uh, CGI and shit. I think that was, it just took half an hour to even get to the point of the film. Um, I will say, I really liked the retro futuristic design mm. of like the robots and the TVs being all Jetsons like vibes. Mm. Um, and then the ending, spoiler alert, they make it to Mars, he gets arrested, but then the entire last half an hour, 20 minutes, whatever, it completely switches plot to being about her realizing she doesn't really have a connection with her boyfriend. But then his storyline is so fucking left field and wild. He basically, they arrive on Mars, oh, he yeah. gets arrested. Yeah. His girlfriend breaks up with him the same day because he, she thinks he's crazy, rightfully so, for following her to Mars after mm-hmm. meeting for one night. Which I'm glad they called out, by the way. I think the fact yes. that they acknowledged it made it good. Um, it's true. And he is basically... um he meets the Elon Musk type character who says, Hey, we knew you were on the ship. We just let you do it to test out the security purposes. Um, we released all the security footage and you went viral on earth for 
being a meme and sneaking about all subtly, but not really subtly and all this shit. Basically, he ends up a brand ambassador for this brand that colonized Mars. And that's like the entire last 20, 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. which to me felt completely wild to introduce this entire element so close to the end. Yes. Um, Anyway, yeah. And then the final moments is they both decide to go back to Earth and on the rocket ship there, they see each other again and kiss. And that's that. (laughs) Not the most complex movie. Sorry. Not the most complex movie. No, no, it it really wasn't. I think, oh, and it was, mm, I don't really have much to say. Like, I don't really know how to describe my feelings about this movie because mostly it was just weird and I was kind of uncomfortable the whole time, but for reasons generally unknown, mm. I was like, I don't, I'm not vibing with this really. Like, I, I don't know what it was that I, I didn't, yeah, because I, the story wasn't like it wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. They just didn't pull it off very well. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I don't think. Yeah, which is very weird. Bad. Because and I think I that's a good way to sum up the movie. And Lana Condor. Very much. Um, I think they had the good ideas. They just couldn't execute it well. And I think that that yeah. sums up the movie. You're true. Yeah, You're right. Pretty much. Um. That's it on that. I don't really have anything else to say on the movie. Oh, actually, yes, I do. Yeah. Why? What was? What was all the jokes about him having an erection or not getting an erection? Oh, that was just because at some point, um, oh, because right at the beginning they asked him, because thinking obviously that he was the other scientist dude, if he would give. A, a presentation during the flight and he said no and they were like why not and and the lady character his lana was like oh because last time he had an unfortunate accident he got an erection or something like that it was a joke she, she was just saying it to make fun of him oh. basically and then it kind of just it was a spiraled joke. from there yeah okay i didn't get that at all anyway Oh, um, you might have missed that okay. part. <laughs> I must have. Um, I want to rant about something quickly. Okay. And that is, did you see that Rebel Wilson came out as queer and has a long-term girlfriend and stuff? Uh, yes, but that's all I know about it. Literally those two sentences. Okay. So she came out. It was all super cute and fun and fresh, and it was nice to have a celebrity come out and all this. And then it fucking the Sydney Morning Herald publishes oh. an article by Andrew Hornery, who... <sighs> I, I can I just I read you the this. whole thing? Yeah, go for it. Oh, oh God. It's so fucking oh, insane. Oh, God. Okay. Um, so, opinion piece. Rebel Wilson starts spreading the news of relationship. Uh, byline is coming out rebel style. Okay, so this isn't me. This is quote. <laughs> okay, in a the article world, is starting. <laughs> <laughs> in a perfect world, outing same-sex celebrity relationships should be a redundant concept in 2022. Love is love, right? As Rebel Wilson knows, we do not live in a perfect world. So oh, no. it was with an abundance of caution and respect that this media outlet emailed Rebel Wilson's representatives on Thursday morning giving her two days to comment on her new relationship with another woman, LA leisure wear designer Ramona Agruma, before publishing a single word. 
Big mistake. Wilson opted to gazump the story, posting about her new Disney princess on Instagram early Friday morning, the same platform she previously the same platform she you previously used to brag about her handsome ex-boyfriend, wealthy American beer baron Jacob Bush. She even had her bestie, the actor Hugh Sheridan, doing radio interviews on Breakfast FM on Friday morning, during which he gloated about introducing the women to each other six months ago. Apparently, they had hit it off pretty much immediately, but he had kept the relationship under wraps. Wait, I'm sorry. It keeps going. Is this just article? Wait. Just okay. wait. Considering how bitterly wait, can Wilson I just clarify? complained about... No, Is because... This a... Okay. Fine. We'll clarify at the end. Considering how bitterly Wilson had complained about poor journalism standards when she successfully sued Women's Day for defamation, her choice to ignore our discreet, genuine, and honest queries was, in our view, underwhelming. Of course, who anyone dates is their business, but Wilson happily fed such purient interest when she had a hunky boyfriend on her arm. Uh, This is understood to be Wilson's first same-sex relationship at age 42, and in an era when same-sex marriage is legal in many parts of the world, and, thanks to decades of battling for equality, sexual orientation is no longer something to be hidden, even in Hollywood. Up to now, Wilson has identified publicly as a heterosexual woman. It is unlikely... Uh, she would have experienced the sort of discrimination, let alone homophobia, subconscious or overt, that sadly still affects so many gay, lesbian, and non-heterosexual people. What? Uh, she and a groomer have grown very close in a short time. Wilson's blah, blah, blah. And from there. So. <sighs> the fact. I don't know how you followed that because I read it out quickly and all that, but. The fact that the Sydney Morning Herald extorted and outed Rebel Wilson in 2022 and then wrote an entire fucking article about the fact that they were mad that she posted about it, that she came out publicly ruining their headline and their mm. exclusive story and that she's in the wrong for doing that because it's insensitive mm. to their journalism... Mm. <laughs> how fucking disgusting is this that is genuinely one of the absolute craziest things i have ever heard in my entire fucking life and i've heard some wild shit that is insane that's insane i'm like that shaking is- with how angry that makes me insane i i i there's so many layers of that that i cannot comprehend like a the fact that they were like outing is bad we were gonna do it what literally what they they said adding used to be bad but now it's okay because it's 2022 the fact that they then had a fucking hissy fit about how she was like you know what i refuse to be outed I'm going to do this in my own way. The fact that they then published an article about it, expecting it people all. to be on their side, admitting it Literally. all, and expecting people to be on their side. I mean, Literally. It's fucking Morning Herald. It's not like I expect any different, but what the fuck? It's so fucking psychotic. Um, I was so infuriated that I went to the, the it author's It is psychotic. Page, to the journalist, quote unquote journalist's page, and went to his Instagram He's a gay man. What the fuck? He's a gay man. What the and fuck? 
he's he supported Albo for Prime Minister, so I'm assuming he's not conservative. Like I'm so confused. So many fucked up layers to this. I am so and I think confused. Just baseline, it's fucking disgusting that the Sydney Morning Herald uh wanted admitted to outing Rebel Wilson. They did. It's not tried to. They yeah. did out her. She yeah. had to post that. Otherwise That's they would so have true. written about Otherwise, it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. They outed it's her. True. Full stop, period. Yeah, for sure. So fucked up. Um, I just... Oh. I... See, the thing... Oh, oh wait, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I think <sighs> this also, independent of all of that, separate issue, but I think this needs to start a conversation about how men treat... Uh, how about how gay men treat queer women mm. Mm. because honestly as part of the, the gay community we do them dirty so often and yeah. this is like so fucking gross it is <coughs> it's pretty that's pretty that's I, I am like genuinely having trouble like comprehending, comprehending. <laughs> right that's that is it's like Oh. It just wow. doesn't make sense. And it just does not make sense. It's so shameless. It doesn't make any sense at all. Ah, oh, see, and I I have a lot of respect for the 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 idea of journalism. Um I I genuinely think that it's like such an important profession because I'm like, there's shit that governments that people are doing that we deserve to know about and that they're never going to admit to. Like, so uh, the, the kind of like the institution, the idea of journalism, I'm fucking into, but I just don't understand how it has fallen so far from like uncovering shit like Watergate mm-hmm. To being like, we wanted to out Rebel Wilson, but she beat us to it and now we're mad. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Entertainment journalism, I think, has always just been a cesspool of... Oh, my God. ...shitty people doing things to people who are in the public eye because it's their profession, you know? Um, It's really true. You're so right. Those, yeah, they're fucking... They're definitely their own breed of... Disgusting. Yeah, I I mean I I have a lot of problems with journalism in general these days. Like with the way things are reported, I don't know if you saw in the lead up to the election half the shit they were posting. I think it was actually also the Sydney Morning Herald. Um, I checked. I went to the front page of the Sydney Morning Herald. They still are. Every article posting. Oh my god. Oh sorry, I don't know what you were going to say, but they were post. They're posting like hit pieces about Albo and um. Yeah, uh, well, and about how they're like opinion pieces labeled as fact. legit about how the Australian people would be stupid to elect Labour and the fact that, you know, we definitely shouldn't be voting for Greens and independence and shit. It's like, what? That's the very same paper, yes. What are you doing? What are you, what are you, what are you doing? You can't, you're, you're supposed to be, you're not opinion people. You are fact people. That's what you do. You report fucking facts. You don't make opinions based on what you want to be true. That's Correct. not what the news is fucking for. Correct. Just yeah, because you're owned by a fucking the, the psychotic man. Of the billionaires. 
that oh my god, it shits Rupert me to Murdoch. fucking tears. Fucking anyway, Oof. let's not. Okay, I'm getting really mad now. <laughs> I just needed to say that because it disgusts me that in 2022 that's disgusting. That. Um, and then people um, are already <sighs> relating it to queer roles and stuff in movies and TV because there was um, the actor Lucas Gage uh, mm. is refusing to say what his sexuality is because he's played, I think, five LGBTQ plus roles in recent years. Mm. Um, and there's, it's sparked a whole other discussion about who should be able to play queer roles and who shouldn't and all this stuff. Um, and I, I well, feel see, I like think... my take on yeah, it no, you keep going. is the only right take. And I think that that take is people have a right to privacy and to not sharing their sexualities yeah. should they not want to. Okay, wait, scratch all that. It would, I'm not, I, I believe all that, but my take is this whole topic about straight people playing queer roles and then or saying I don't want to label my sexuality um, when they're clearly a straight person who's playing queer roles and making money off the queer community despite the fact that being straight and there's just an easy way out to say I'm not labeling it um, I don't think the issue has anything to do with the actual actors I truly in my heart believe that the issue is with casting directors and studios if you're casting for a queer role in a piece of movie or a TV show that is about a queer story, if you're casting a queer role, it's on the casting people to prioritize out queer actors. Yeah. yeah that's, then you're not that's forcing so anyone out. You're not putting anyone in a situation where they have to discuss their sexuality. It's just easy. If you're casting a queer role, prioritize already out queer people. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to exclusively class them. Prioritize them. Give them the yeah. chance first, you know? Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. <laughs> anyway. That makes complete sense. Let's, 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 let's do our What the Fuck of the Weeks quickly. Okay. I don't have one. I have two quick What the Fuck of the Weeks. Okay. Can I have one of yours? Um, my first What the Fuck of the Week is that I've been seeing a lot of TikTok videos, like cooking videos, and it's truly on a deep level infuriates me that Americans say one-fourth of a cup or two-fourths of a cup instead of saying just a quarter cup, half Half a cup. Insane. Why would they say two-fourths? It doesn't make any sense. It's like the first fucking thing you learn in maths class is go to the smallest fraction that you can. Instead of (laughs) one-quarter, one-fourth of a cup is insane to me. My second thing is I learned something this week that truly shook me to my core. Okay, Um, what was it? (laughs) (laughs) okay the word okay i'm gonna spell out a word and you say it how you think it's said okay h-o-m-o-g-e-n-o-u-s what you know the word that starts with h for something that's well incorporated homogenous is that what you're saying yes i've always pronounced it homogenous yeah that makes sense right homogenous Right. I learned this week <laughs> homogenous is pronounced homogenous. Is it though? Or is that it just is the American Because I saw it. a TikTok talking about something being homogenous and they said um, homogeneous. And I was like, lol, this person's an idiot. Imagine not being able to pronounce the word homogenous properly. I Google it. It's homogenous. 
Is it though, or is that just the way Americans say it? Because they fucking say conk instead of conch, and that's stupid. So they say what? Conk instead of conch, like shell, the shell. Conk. Oh, what the see fuck now the episode's is either going to be called conk or homogeneous genius, because <laughs> it sounds too much like homogeneous, like Jimmy Neutron. Um, um homage. I absolutely believe that this is entirely an accent thing. Was the TikTok video of an Australian? Uh, I think so. Homogeneous pronunciation. Okay, wait. Homogeneous. Oh no, that's the Australian accent. Wait, okay. Are you ready? Homogeneous. Homogeneous. See? Homogeneous. See? Yeah, well, see, but you fucking got homogenous, so obviously this is an accent. But it's thing. homogeneous, because if we're gonna go only by... in America, and they say things wrong anyway. I mean, I agree. Aluminum and aluminium is always gonna oh fuck me up. Caramel and caramel is always gonna fuck me up. But the fact fucking that... why would they say caramel? There's a fucking a in the middle. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> right? It doesn't make sense. But the fact that any country pronounces homogenous as homogeneous, so true wrong shook me to my core absolutely shameful completely shook me to my core so my what the fuck of the week this week is americans for saying homogeneous and for saying one fourth of a cup instead of one quarter cup uh wow how dare they say so many things wrong idiots i tell you um truly <laughs> truly okay what are you, what's your what the fuck of the week i don't really have one i usually spend I the you time had one about jack Oh, well, I've already said it, which is that he oh. had a seizure. Like a little freak. Okay. Well, you don't have to have a what the fuck, because we can do something else instead. Oh, what? So I made you download the Google app. Right. Because you on did. TikTok this week, I also learned of a feature on the Google app, right? Okay. Where you can okay. hum a song. If you don't know the words to a song, but you know the general tune, you can like uh-huh. badly sing or hum the words to a song. And it should tell okay, you exactly what it is i vibe with that so if you open the google app and you click uh-huh. on the microphone in the search bar uh-huh. it opens up a new page that looks like this uh-huh. that's just a white screen oh, it went away okay but yeah. um there's a button at the bottom called search a song search a song and I'll, I'm, I'm gonna do one and then you're gonna do one okay um I'm gonna do okay. Getting ready. Getting ready. <laughs> oh, it didn't get it! It didn't? No, but it comes up with three different options. Okay, Which wait. were? Was one of them the right one? Cause I love the shitty. <laughs> you oh, I didn't play the song. Treat me this way. You made me hate the city. I don't know shit about you. Internet. If it doesn't get that, it did. As it should. Happier than ever by Billie Eilish, a twenty-six percent match. You try and Impressive. do that in Shazam, it's not going to work. 
<laughs> so true. So true. Okay, so now I, I mean, need you to sing song badly. Didn't and see work if it picks there. It up. Fuck, what song should I do? Um, what's the song I was listening to today? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, do you got to go my own way from High School Musical 2? Okay. What about me? No, you didn't get it. There's no way. That was too bad. That wasn't even on tune. That's so fucking rude. What do you mean it wasn't on? You knew exactly what part I was singing. But oh, no, we didn't get it. I got a 10% match. <laughs> At least do it songs. with giving it some words. Okay. What about us? What about trust? <laughs> what about me? You know, it did. Got to go my own way, but it's only a 26% match, which is quite rude. I think There you go. That's pretty good, though. Job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was very cool that you can only, if you only know a couple words to a song, but you know you can hum it. Google's That's got true. your back. So true. I thought that was cool. Love that. Thanks, Google. Anyway. All right. Um, let's wrap this shit up. Well, next week we'll be back in person on a regular schedule. I'm positive. Um, I mean, unless... I'm positive in something else. Um, <laughs> so I think that's we'll it. talk about movies that we've actually seen. True. As opposed to talking about movies that we haven't seen. <laughs> also true. Okay. Okay. Well, I think that's it. Cute. It's Bye. a very long, it's like an hour and a half episode, but anyway. Um, I've got an hour and 40, so whoops. Anyway, we had a lot to talk about. Okay. We did. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll give it back. Thank you so much Bye. for listening. Bye. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.